What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of 34 Questions. Today, I have a very special guest, one of the students that I personally work with in my Burton era. Uh, Mr. Asante Wilson is on the show. What's good, Asante? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. Um, just want to thank you for coming on. And um, yeah, you're the first, you're the, one of the first students to come on to the show. Uh, thank you for your time. And uh, thank you for this opportunity to catch up and get to know you better, man. Appreciate it. Of course, man. It's always good to support the brand and you, of course. You know, it's always good to give back to those who give back to me or who help me. So, you know, it's nothing but a thing. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, for those out there who don't, who aren't familiar with the flow of the show, uh, we do a few intro questions to set the tone. I got a little icebreaker for, for my for my guest. Um, and then we jump into the main interview questions where they choose a number between 1 and 34. And we conclude the whole interview with some concluding questions. Sound good to you, Asante? Sounds perfect. Can't wait. All right, man. My first question for you is how have you been? You been uh, yeah, you've been good, you've been going through it. Tell me how you been, man. Uh I've been growing. Let's say that. I've been growing. I've been um recently I've been putting a lot of my faith into the most high. Um I've been having a lot of discussions with uh my family members, specifically my cousins. Um so they're around my age. So, you know, we typically, you know, we talk about like certain situations we're going through, um, certain, certain challenges, certain barriers we have. So um, the general message is we pretty much just put all of our faith into God. So um, he's been giving me all the signs, um, all the strengths that I need in order to do what I need to do each and every day. So um, lately I've been well, but I've been struggling as well. But, you know, it's, it's a grind, man. So I just got to keep pushing. It's definitely a balance, man. It's definitely a balance. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel you. I feel you on that. Uh, my second question for you is: What would you like your descendants to know about you? This whole podcast is about you know reaching out to the next generations because you know, uh, unfortunately, we lose people every day and we never know what's going to happen. So I'm trying to make this create this platform that you know there's like like this little time capsule where your your descendants would be able to know you you feel me like oh yeah that's okay yeah yeah so um what would you want your descendants to know about you um i would want my descendants to know that um i'm just as strong as they were um mentally and um physically um i don't know if you know but i'm a black and jewish descent so there's a lot of history between that um even within altercations that i had growing up um, so I want them to know that uh, I am holding my own and I am, uh, you know, keeping my head up and I am trying to push and persist. Um, and I would say that I am carrying them with my uh, my good grievances each and every day. Um, I feel like everything that I do for them or just for my people in general is out of um, good mannerisms or just out of good character in general. I know there's a lot of uh, stereotypes specifically towards black people and or Jewish people. So, you know, I just try to be um, just a, basically a good person overall. So um, I'm pretty sure they would appreciate that considering how much hate they've they've uh, they faced. So for sure, man. And, you know, to be honest, you've always brought that vibe. I think I've told you this when I was working with you, like you always had that good energy. Um, sure. You always showed me respect, you know, and uh, definitely appreciated that. Uh, and you coming back on, like you said, giving back to the people who gave back to you. Even though I don't feel like I gave too much to you, but you know, I'm, I'm glad I was to, I was there to be a part of your your child, your youth. You feel me? So you yeah. affected me more than you know, which is good. 
for sure for sure i appreciate that man so my third question for you man is uh how would you like to be honored you know if i was going to tell myself today i'm going to honor asante how would you want me to do that or how could someone do that um someone could honor me by just speaking speaking well of me or just speaking honestly i wouldn't even say speaking well of me i would just say just um just keeping it real with me or about me um i feel like honesty is a is a huge thing and it's honestly something that i've been trying to work on in my life like um i've had a really tough relationship with my mother personally and um throughout my life i noticed i would lie to her a lot so she would constantly say like you know um how can i trust you like you're my own son like you know i should be able to trust you the most so you know honesty is just something i've been you know been trying to work on um because it is hard to be honest with someone especially when you like to hide and i'm and my history um of bullying i've been bullied a lot and i'm 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 more of a person who like tends to like hide i'm more of an introvert um so um i'm just trying to like you know step out of my comfort zone and you know being more real with individuals or just being you know just being real with um just being real with anyone um I feel like um, honor would definitely, or if someone was to honor me, I would definitely say like them being real honest. For sure. Yeah, I'd say them being real honest about me would definitely um, mean a lot to me. I got you, man. I got you. I'll uh, I'll always try to be honest about you for sure, man. Don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, my fourth question for you is: How well do you know yourself? And if it's uh, hard to put in words, you could just give me a scale from one to ten. To be honest, I wouldn't say I know myself too well. Um, I know I mentioned earlier, I'm trying to put my faith into the most high. And I feel like my spirit, uh, I feel like I don't know my spirit um, just as well yet. Um, still trying to find um, who I am. Sometimes I don't even like, sometimes I don't even know what I like to do. You know, like, man, like, you know, what should I do today? You know, what do I like to do? Um, so I've kind of just been taking the time to, like, you know, you know, try to explore different avenues of my life to, um, to find myself, to see who I am and what I like to do, and what the type of individual I am. I think I have a glimpse of the individual I am or the individual I want to be. But, um, as far as like knowing myself, um, to full capacity, I definitely would say I have a long way to go. <laughs> No doubt, man. And I'll, I'll tell you, it took me 10 years uh, or 10, 12 years out of high school for me to figure it out for myself. When you, when you met me, I was I was still figuring it out to be to be real with you. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's not easy at all. It's not easy. Now, and you need you need to go through some things uh, to to really to really discover who you are and what you like. This uh this whole past year or so is what kind of took for me. Uh, to be real i was i i took the all the months i had like staying at home and being by myself to like go into old hobbies and like things that I, that interested me as i was growing up and right. i, I kind of pieced it together into like okay well, what what do i really want to do and here here we are doing this and uh that's, up, man. That's, See, there you go. that's what it took though it took it took solitude, some time man. solitude is a great thing like people underestimate the value of being alone and i really feel like covid has definitely helped me out a lot like i feel like everyone needed some covid in their life i feel for the you, good man. or better for the good or better not not as far as uh people getting sick or anything but as far as like people being separated and 
you know, them needing time for themselves. I really feel like that was that was a huge thing that everyone needed. It was, it was a reflect, reflection period, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I was busy in the race. All of, a lot of us were. And, you know, it took us time to slow down and kind of just just look at look at ourselves uh, in a very uh, it, with a with a lot of time you know instead of trying to rush our growth we had time to to really take it slow and yeah i, I definitely appreciated that gift uh, so I, I can dig it man definitely at first it sucked though i was like man i get tired of being in the house all day like, i want to go do something i can't even play baseball for christ's sakes <laughs> i mean you're not playing now or is it oh, slowly yeah, I'm, playing now. I'm playing now but when covid first happened it was it was terrible like they shut down everything i mean everything so i mean it was it was a real bad time for me at least for no me. man if, if something that you love gets taken away of course it's, it's not that's that's always yeah, terrible, man. man. You know. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I don't know but if you. I got it now, though. You said what? I got, it, I got it now, though. So even though we're still in COVID, um, season's just around the corner. So I'm pretty, pretty juiced about that. I'm pumped. Yeah. When when's the season start? Um, I believe on the tenth. I believe on. The 10th. For for yourself, like when you start playing games and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh shit! That's like, like, eleven days from now. <laughs> yeah, not even two weeks away. That's what's up. You ready? You ready? Mentally, I'm ready. Physically, I'm ready. Uh, I'm juiced. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's been, I think, my last season, my last full season was senior year. Wow. I got you. Yeah. So I didn't even graduate yet the last time I played baseball. So Damn, man. Yeah. Well, it's showtime. It's showtime now. Indeed, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Have you heard that uh, Jim Carrey quote about solitude? Um, I haven't. He basically he basically said, um, "It's it's great, but it's also it can be very addicting." You know, when when you don't have you don't necessarily have to give your energy out to people because you know Jim Carrey is a very energetic actor and he he does oh, all these things. So yeah. for him to kind of like bring that to light, where like because he li- likes the solitude too, but he he realizes that it, as good as it can be, it can also be you know a little detrimental. detrimental. When, yeah, when you feel like oh you're only acting for yourself, you're only doing things for yourself, which that's the balance I, someone brought it up in my previous podcast um about self-love being the balance between selfishness and selflessness you know Back. yeah that's, yes yeah that, that that blew my mind for sure i was like oh damn hit it on the point no, yeah. they definitely pieced it together on that one. for sure for sure um uh, but yeah just keep that in mind whenever you throughout your life man that's something i, I had to keep to myself for sure Actually, I'm gonna write that down. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to AKA. He's the one that that said it on the pod uh, just a couple episodes ago. Hey, shout out to you, man. <laughs> but, wise, wise. Uh, so spelling the spelling bee icebreaker. Uh, we've reached this, reached that point. Um, you got two chances to get it right and if you do get it right you'll be invited back on to the spelling bee episode of uh, 34 questions you down to participate or you you cool oh yeah i'm down to participate all right man no no pressure at all man uh the word is liaison liaison um l-i-a-s-o-n you got one more chance (laughs) liaison you're missing one letter and it's right in the middle that's my hint 
Um, L I E A Z O N. Ah, man, I'm sorry. It is a. It's L I A I S O N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's tricky, man. Don't worry. Only like four people got it right on on the podcast. So. Hey, kudos to them for getting that one right. That was, <laughs> that was a tricky one. That was a tricky one. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, but no worries. I I think I'm gonna try to like expand the whole game show aspect of the show. So I'll invite I like you. That. <laughs> I like that touch. I like that touch. Right on, man. Right on. Um, all right, man. Let's jump into the questions. Uh, give me a number between one and thirty-four. All right, well, I'm going to have to start off with one of my favorite numbers, and that's going to be nine. First off, tell me why nine is uh, one of your favorite numbers. It was the month I was born in. I got you. I got you. Um, So this one is, uh, oh, yeah, if anything's a little too deep and you don't want to answer it, feel free to say skip or pass, all right? Because I I, I don't know how people, you know, uh, are how open they are. Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, so this first one is, how has racism affected you? Uh, racism has affected me tremendously, like across all aspects. From the time I was, from the time I hit kinder till now. Like, I mean, when you're little, you really don't trip off of racism. Like, it really doesn't, like, you know, it really doesn't affect you that much until someone, like, blatantly, like, says something. And that's been the case multiple times. And, you know, I'm not going to... You know play the victim i've also you know partaken my part in it um as a defense mechanism or to attack an individual and it's honestly um after learning about it over the years and the repercussions it can have on certain individuals including myself um you know i'm not for it at all um and it sucks to see how um how blind and ignorant certain people are to it um yeah racism is yeah racism is a whole is a whole the whole issue that we have in America today. So um, I just try to do my part and just try to be respectful to each and every individual. That's, yeah, I mean. Leading, leading by example, man. I, yeah. I, I, I can dig it. Yeah, um, I you mentioned kindergarten, man. I don't know if you can remember, but like, what what was that early like experience like early for you? Is um, it would just be certain like situations where I would try to play with certain children, and I would notice like their parents like pulled the child away. Wow. Like, like you know, like damn, like do they really gotta go? Or like you know, I would still like see them playing around with you know kids that look more like them. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, I continue to play and do my own thing. We probably eventually, you know, snuck in there and still continue to play or something. But, you know, it's just certain things that you just pick up on. Like, yeah, just certain signals. Um, yeah, man. So racism is, yeah, it can affect you mentally. It can affect you a lot mentally. And it has. In, um, in what way would you say for yourself that, that, that mental aspect? Uh, Mentally, dude, like I've had like times where I've been depressed. I've been in situations where I couldn't like a certain individual just because her, um, just because their parents didn't approve of who I was. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's been times where um, players have gotten more playing time based on. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happens. Um, it's actually happened to a couple of my homeboys. Uh, lost some opportunities from it. So. You know, racism is definitely a huge ordeal. 
it is and it really affects people's lives and their careers so um yeah i just got to do my part and just try to like you know spread the peaceful message and just try to spread words of positivity i got you man i got you uh do you think like outside of yourself what could be done about it in the world like what what does the world need to do to to kind of like combat racism well i would say the world would just need to be like you know just educated um i would say we don't really dive deep into um our history as much or like the truths of our history so we have like these um uh, these stereotypes and these um these paradigms of individuals that are just completely false. So, I would just say just educating people would definitely, you know, change racism or it would definitely take a step into changing racism, you know, um enforcing it more in our um our school systems because once you catch it at a young age, then you can um develop it through child or develop it through adulthood or, you know, continuously. Um so I would definitely say like definitely try to impact the youth and definitely try to spread that that message of positivity within the youth because I know bullying still goes on and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of ignorant messages that are being spread throughout those uh throughout kids these days and cuz I know for example mm-hmm. um so yeah I would just say just educating the matter would definitely push racism to you know to right direction You good man, don't worry. Apologies. No worries. Um I got you man. And yeah. Let's uh let's keep it rolling. Uh throw me another number. Uh six. Six. Okay, you like this one man. Uh <laughs> What's been your greatest highlight? Like My I, I highlight. I know you play sports, so you could go with okay. that or you could go non-sport, you know, like whatever you you felt like something a moment in your life that you took pride in. But I I want to hear the sports one too. So <laughs> Okay, okay, for sure. All right, well, if you're automatically giving me the sports one, I would say my non-sports best moment of my life or pretty pretty great moment of my life was um when I graduated high school on time. Like, I mean, I don't know my dad, so I don't know whether or not he graduated high school. And I know my mom didn't graduate high school on time. I think she got her degree when I was like Six. I think she had a GED when I was six, because she had me when she was 18. So couldn't really get her degree. Um, so I would definitely say crossing that stage, my diploma was definitely a huge moment. Like you know, I definitely like you know set the standard for you know my children um, when I do have them, um, and hopefully I get a you know college degree. So um, I would definitely say. me graduating me graduating high school was a huge moment for sure yeah and uh what well, what about for sports <laughs> sports so actually here i actually have the award oh um, snap all right oh my bad bird i didn't just that <laughs> so at the time uh so i think it was 8th grade year what 2000 2014 i was 13 so I think freshman year of high school um I was at Willie Mays so I was at the Willie Mays Boys and Girls Club at Hunters Point so I was a part of the Junior Giants organization mm-hmm. so you know just me being really enthusiastic about baseball I was probably like I was probably like 
the only kid there. Um, actually, nah. nah <laughs> I, I can say that. Um, I was probably one of like the most, um, the most, you know, into baseball out of the kids up there at uh, Willie Mays, and I really just took pride in baseball and um, just being a great community member and just trying to like, you know, set that good image of, you know, kids from Hunters, kids from Hunters Point can be good people too, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, when I got the Willie Mack Award, um, I don't know if you can see it, but it has my I name. I see it, I see it. So- Damn, the, I didn't uh, know your name was so long, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, Asante Devon Corbell Wilson. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I got five names, so yeah, I'm always usually the one with the longest name, but yeah. Hey, that's what's up, though, man. <laughs> I usually get clowned for it, but I actually like my names, so. Yeah, uh, man, that's sick. But yeah, so I actually, so they had invited me up to AT&T Park to actually hand out the award to me and other, uh, other Junior Giants community members that had also won the award. So um, it was a cool little luncheon, like... You know, they talked to us about like what it means to um, to win the award and how important it was to actually be in a situation and how we can really like impact other individuals over the course of our lives. And that really that really stuck with me. And especially like, you know, like, you know, being at AT&T Park and me, you know, dreaming of becoming a Major League Baseball player one day as a young kid, you know, I'm like, OK, maybe the organization can hear about me. Like, you know, I'm 14 years old, you know, maybe I could, you know, get in there. Maybe they heard about me or something. Yeah. But um, so, you know, like that moment was really huge for me. You know, I really I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, it was it was a really nice day. Like it was definitely a day I won't forget sure did they introduce you like during the game was it one of those things uh nah but it's actually crazy so um another crazy moment as well so um i actually went to game five of the uh 2014 world series so literally the same year that i won the award yeah Giant world series and i got to go to the game um so we end up going so this is my pass right yeah 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 i see so it we so we so we, we end up going out to the field and um, mind you the stadium's like packed it's it's, it's amazing like the vibes electric you know everyone's having a good time and um, that moment also stuck with me I'm like this could you know this could potentially happen one day if I just you know buckle down and stay true to myself and really just you know do well in school and do what I need to do so you know. Um, you know, so those those two moments were like my highlights of my uh, of my childhood, I would say. That's dope, man. I can imagine uh, when you make it to the majors, and then they have that little uh, that box where they give you fun facts. No, man, that, that, that Willie Mays crazy. one is gonna be coming up. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick, man. That'd yeah. be awesome. Nah, but, man. You know, keep my head down, keep pushing, and hope that I can turn this dream into a reality. So. No doubt, man. No doubt. All about persistence, man. I'm pulling for you. You already know, man. Um, throw me another number. Uh, let's go three. What worries you about the future? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, there's um, I feel like there was. I feel like there's always like this sense of um this sense of guilt of, you know, what if I fail? Like that what if factor, you know, what if things don't pan out um, as well as I want them to, like, you know, 
what if I get injured? You know, like those things like, you know, linger in my mind at times, but I've tried to, um, I've tried to just stay positive for the most part, but I'm not gonna lie, like those things do like, you know, sit in the back of your mind and you know, you really do want the best for yourself. And you, the only thing you can do is put in the work, but you sometimes things don't turn out the way that you want them to. So um, again, I just try to sit on my prayers and uh, just try to do well each and every day. But I would definitely say I do have like, you know, some, you know, some shakiness about the future at times happy for it like you know i'm happy to see what the future holds but at times not so much you know it's kind of has like you know that balance no but, I, I got you man yeah. uh yeah like you mentioned balance balance is very key and you know it's we worry about stuff that we think could happen right and then right. it's always hard to bring us bring ourselves back to be like okay what if that happens but what if it doesn't you know then some things are just out of your control some sometimes you can just do the best you can and just see how the cards play out and i feel like if i can just you know if i can just do everything that you know in my power that i need to that you know hopefully things will turn out right like i'm a strong believer in what you put in is what you get out so if if i'm staying positive if i'm putting in the work then hopefully you know i'll have like you know good um good upcoming events you know no doubt no doubt so i just yeah i just try to stay positive through the process i got you um throw me another number man uh let's go 16 what can bring tears to your eyes Ooh. yeah so feel free to skip man i understand what can bring tears to my eyes um man um losing my mom i would say my mom would would tear me apart like my mom she's been like my rock my entire life like i kid you not she's been there each and every moment um since the time i was born i believe she was homeless like we was like in and out of homes we were in a homeless shelter at one point um then we moved to the hood i think we moved to sunnydale actually so we moved to sunnydale um double rock Dad stayed at Hunters Point for a stint. Then we moved to Alamany. So, you know, my mom, she's been with me like literally my entire life. And it really hasn't been like in the best situations either. So, you know, she really keeps me grounded. Like she's always on me, like she irritates my soul, but you know, she does it cause she cares. And she like, you know, she always like, you know, she keeps me on my toes. Like she never lets me get too comfortable. Like even when I'm doing well, I'm not doing well. Like, and that's why I get frustrated sometimes. Like, you know, like sometimes I feel like, you know, enough isn't enough, but you know, enough isn't enough at times. So, um, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm really thankful for my mom. So I feel like if I were to lose my mom, that would, that would, that would shake me up. I hear that you, would, man. Um, yeah. I, uh, bro, like when I remember maybe a few years ago, I had, a, I had a couple of dreams where in one dream I had lost my mom and it was like I woke up with tears bro I was yeah, like, right? yeah. I've actually had a dream like that too it's yeah. crazy it was, stuff's not scary this stuff's scary yeah man I think the the parent child relationship is so 
so unique to the individuals right like your mom's a different person from my mom and and all that stuff so the the way they're they are growing themselves and like you know what they think is best and you know um everything they had gone through has brought them to this point where like you know i, I want to protect my child from going right. through those same things um so yeah like just just know she she's always doing the best she can you know and i think you do know that but it's just a yeah, I do just, know that. just a reminder yeah be, yeah sometimes it can be a little a little stressful but i know she she's trying her hardest and you know she lets me know like it's like sometimes she'll like you know sometimes i kind of feel bad because like sometimes she'll ask me she's like hey my good mom i'm like what did you really I know. ask that i like, feel what? you yeah like, like she asked that like you know like i know like sometimes like you know we butt heads at times and you know like we go back and forth with each other but like you're great you know and i try to like you know i try to remind her that i try to like let her know that you know she's my rock so um yeah man 16 definitely a hard question so i would say my mom for sure no doubt man no doubt uh go ahead and uh throw me another number man uh let's do 24 what does unconditional love look like for you? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, unconditional love to me looks like someone or something that's not forced. Um, it flows. Um, it's effortless. Um, and it's it's easy, but at times it can be can be rough. So um, I feel like unconditional love definitely has its ups and downs but um the connection is pure and you really feel it um to be honest i don't know if i've ever really um experienced love i don't know if i've had like a taste of it but i know like it's a um it's a really huge emotion like it's 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 a lot to love someone especially someone that you aren't related to um so I would say, yeah, I would definitely say love is freezy, um, can have its difficulties, but um, in the end, the communication is strong. So that's how I would say, that's how I would interpret that. I got you. Yeah, man. I mean, personally for me, um, I, 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 I stand by like, it's hard to love someone else if you don't love yourself. Facts. And, and that's hey. something. Yeah, that's something that uh, I think every people struggle with even more so today because we have this um, this problem with com- comparing each other, each other, or yeah. comparing comparing ourselves with other people because we just see the highlight reel, right? Like we talk about social media being the highlight reel of people's lives, and um, yes, I think it's getting a little bit tougher, but I don't think it's impossible. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easy it's easy to love family, but then when you're trying to find someone that's uh, you know, just that other piece of yourself is uh, right. is a whole different different kind of love. Right. And at times it can be dangerous because you know um, I know I've had like a situation where I've actually tried to find myself in another individual, and I haven't even found myself out yet. So you know, I was going into a situation you know really unprepared, and um, you know I ended up getting hurt in the end because I didn't take the necessary steps to make sure I was all right through each and everything. You know, because you said, like you said before, you got to love yourself before you love anyone else. And especially in a relationship, you got to make sure you're mentally well before you deal with another individual. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like um, mental stability and mental wellness is definitely a huge part of that as well. There was this, uh, uh, you listen to Wale? Uh, Wale, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, yeah, me and my feels. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, you heard the song Matrimony from like an old mixtape with a, when he, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone put me on, put me onto that song and was telling me about the little sample. Like the intro. Exactly, like the- exactly. The Jerry Seinfeld. Like a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right, that was, I'm glad you knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that until someone told me about it. But uh, yeah, no doubt that that it's very relatable when it comes to this unconditional love very question. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, man. Uh, throw me another question. Uh, number. Yeah. Let's go with twenty. Twenty. What are you too stubborn to let go of? Whoa. Keep it real. Um, I'm too stubborn to let go of my ex-girlfriend, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, it's it's really it's it's been really hard for me. But I've been trying to like you know take the necessary steps to like you know move on. You know, because you know I feel like everything happens for a reason, and certain things will happen for a reason if they're meant to be. And I felt like that certain situation was alone a learning experience more than a um more than something that was meant to be you know um so i've been you know i've been kind of combating it and it's been um really it's been really life-changing actually and it's actually helped me grow a lot so um i would definitely say because that particular situation probably probably still trying to get over it to be honest which is kind of unfortunate but you know um it's it's not easy like as much as i just want to be like you know you know done with it you know it's it's um it's emotions that i still have that i just can't let go of but i'm trying to you know just trying to take those emotions and use them for positivity um so i would definitely say that 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 particular situation was one that was really hard for me to like let go i hear you man uh first off want to say thank you for opening up that i know it's not easy to talk about those things especially when it comes to relationships uh personally for me man i've uh i've been rejected a lot in my life and it's funny (laughs) but it's okay because rejection actually grows us as individuals so yeah 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 people have to be okay with rejection i will i will tell you time time heals um but also don't take too much time i i feel like personally for me it took me a long time every every like big rejection in my life um it it felt like it took me a little bit longer each time to kind of like bounce back and like believe in myself again so um, that's just a you know caution cautionary tale for you man like really keep it moving you know yeah keep it moving yeah because like the moment you linger on it is the moment you're you're starting to try to catch up again and um that was actually a a huge thing for me because like you said like in my life i was rejected a lot like before i wasn't like you know the most attractive individual and i was actually like an an introverted individual so you know i wasn't really talking to that many people so um 
you know so rejection has definitely been something that you know i faced but it's actually helped me grow as an individual so i'm actually really thankful for rejection like honestly each time i get rejected it makes me want to go that much harder yeah so, man yeah. yeah like rejection is honestly like a blessing in disguise like it's honestly one of those things like you know you just got to jump off the cliff to do it yeah man you're still young you're still yeah. you got plenty of time bro <laughs> yeah. yeah so once you feel the effects of it then it's just like what it's just like you know it's a flick on the shoulder yeah, exactly exactly everybody's moving that's why you know so uh for sure man throw me another number uh let's go with seven what is like I, this might not be relatable to you but if it is you can t- speak on it um what is okay. one of the wildest dreams you can remember that was like a movie you feel me and then you yeah yeah, yeah. so um i think i was probably i think i remember what age i was too i think i was probably like 16 and i was i was running down third street and i was getting chased by freddy krueger <laughs> <laughs> And I'm booking, and I don't know why I'm running. Probably from him. I'm not trying to die. I'm like, wait, I'm in a dream. This is Freddy Cougar. Like, this shit could be real. Like, I don't know what's going on here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm running, and I'm running. So, I end up escaping him. And then I run into um, an apartment building, and I run into like some of my old friends from uh, childhood. And then we ended up, like, you know, we ended up talking for a bit, but, you know, nothing too major. And then um, we end up walking down to the pool. <laughs> like, it's like my dreams are so random. Like, to be honest, I can't like I'm not the one like I'm not one to like, you know, control my dreams. Like, I am i can't really control my dreams. Like, I don't know how people do it. Like, I actually think that's really cool. Like, if something bad was happening, I wish I could just stop it and make it all jolly after. But I don't know. I can't do it. But um but uh, what did we end up doing after? I think we ended up going to AT&T Park and I think I, ended up, <laughs> I think I ended up jumping off like the very top of the, um, I think I jumped off the very top of the stadium and the field was actually trampolines instead of oh, like shit. stuff. So like, I think I just missed it. And like, there was actually like <laughs> nothing below, like there was actually nothing below the trampolines. Like it's just like air and mountains and I'm just falling. Like it was crazy. And then I woke up. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was so random. It was so random. That that falling, uh, that falling feeling is when you're that about to wake up. A little too often, to be honest. Like I think I fell like a decent amount in my dreams. Like it'd be off a skyscraper, it could be off a cliff, it could be off anything. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Uh, in my dreams, I've had a lot of dreams where I get shot, dude. Uh, Yo, that's uh, scary. It, it's a trip because it's happened s- enough times where like I can recognize the feeling. So like whenever it happens, I um I start suffocating. Like really? I, I, yeah, that's yeah, how, that's, that's how crazy. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I start like, and I I think in my head like, is this it? Is this real? Is this like the end? And then no, I'm, for real. You actually think that? Like, and then I wake I up, that, and then I wake up, and then I'm like sweating bullets, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah man uh the the thing about being chased in your dreams too this is what i heard or i came across i'm not an expert at all is it's just that i, I dream enough where i, I kind of like lifted i googled it you know uh yeah. and it basically like it's your it's your mind recognizing that you're 
realizing you're in a dream and then so it's trying to wake you up by chase like these figures in your dream are chasing you because they're like oh shit he, he's starting to realize that he's in a dream you know um, that's pretty tight <laughs> yeah it's a trip it's a trip i i can't say it's for real but you know i like to believe it since people have done some studies and whatnot on it but uh yeah crazy how that works though that's pretty cool yeah yeah and if you ever do want to control your dreams it's kind of like meditation it's called uh i'm sure you know lucid dreaming and you can teach yourself to do it if you if you do these certain steps right before you sleep uh i i haven't tried it i think you know there's a there's a lot of steps to do it but uh yeah if you're really interested in it give it a shot you know you know a month or two because I've noticed in some dreams when I do realize that um, I'm able to control something, then I, I, I go for it, man. I'm like, uh, let me think. Recently, there was this dream I had where it was like I was in like a black light world. You know how black light makes everything a different color and shit? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. But it was kind of like post-apocalyptic. So like, you know, everybody, oh. it was like Mad Max, but like, with it's black like, light world, I get like a punk, a punk, a punk rock zombie vibe. Yeah, we were we were like collecting. We were collecting stuff. It was like we had to collect gear for something, and we went from like village to village collecting. Trying to survive. That's sick. Yeah, it was, it was a trip, but man, I got to write down my shit because I, I eventually. Ah, uh, for real, you can turn those into movies. I actually think that's how like directors make movies. Like they have like a crazy ass dream, and then they like screenplay it or screenwrite it yeah man it's that's how they get some of their ideas that's a dream man that's a dream but uh for sure uh we got just a heads up we got about 10 15 minutes left in the podcast um so i think we we could knock out a couple more um let me get two how do you define ego Ooh, how do I define ego? I would say your ego is, mm, that's a tough question because to be honest, I really don't know how to define it, but I would, I'm I'm gonna assume like your ego is basically um, your spirit, uh, your spirit's insecurities Hmm. or your your spirit's, um, yeah, I would just say your insecurities, whether they project them um, really loud or real subtly. Um, cause people, I mean, di- different people have different egos, so we all handle it. Um, we all handle different situations differently. So, um, I guess that's how I would determine an ego. For sure. Uh, how would you say your ego has helped you if it has in any way? Ooh, okay. So I feel like my ego has been detrimental, but it's also been, um, effective at times. So, um, so my ego, so for instance, when I play baseball, um, I usually like to get real cocky. Um, confidence is important in baseball. Like if you're, uh, if you can't go to the play and say, like, okay, I'm going to strike this, I'm going to strike this guy out. Like just, you know, balls to the wall. Like I'm going to, I'm coming after you each and every time. Like that's just the moxie you have to have going after those guys. So um, I feel like when I use my, um, when I use my cockiness or my ego in that sense, um, it can help me. But um, there's been times where um, I've actually turned some people off by being um, overly cocky. Like, 
there's been times where <laughs> it's funny thinking about it now there's been times where i was like 16 and i would try to like you know i would try to flex my money and my clothes on like these females and i'd be like like what is he doing like <laughs> <laughs> like you know yeah. it'd be like detrimental to me and i'm like you know like what's their problem and i'm like i kind of look like a dickhead yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so i mean i mean there's been many instances i think i've even had some altercations with um my teachers when i was younger based on you know i think i know this situation better than you or you know just anyone so um I try to I try to check my ego. I try to um, I try to use it, and um, yeah, I try to check it, but I try to use it in the correct moments. Balance. Yeah, Balance. there's a place for everything. There's a time and place for everything. No doubt. I think yeah, you mentioned about uh, sports and ego. I think the confidence is helpful, and also like it it helps. The confidence helps with you know getting over mistakes right i feel like every athlete needs to just like drop something maybe if they let somebody score on them or they gave up a run you know you got to drop that quick you can't have that linger and i think that's what separates uh you know the great from the good you know sometimes is like oh whatever i made a mistake now i gotta like you know do better next time uh but yeah definitely i think that's part of the ego you know all right, man. Throw me another number. All right. Um, let's do 32. 32. Uh, what does it mean to have a healthy perspective? Hmm. I would say having a healthy perspective is having a positive one. Because um, I really, I, I strongly believe it's so easy to focus on the negatives. Like, I mean... I know, for example, like, it's so easy for me to, like, you know, point out my flaws, all the negatives, because it's so easy to focus on what you're not good at or what you're bad at, because you're too busy focused on seeing what other people are good at. So once I figured out, you know, I'm like, okay, you know what, you know, I may not be good at everything, but, you know, maybe I can try my best to be good at everything, Hmm. you know? So I feel like once I changed my perspective on um, certain situations or how I approach certain situations, um, I feel like it really, um, really affected my uh, my mentality for the for the good or better. Got you. Have you heard of uh, like the phrase toxic positivity or? <laughs> toxic positivity i haven't i haven't actually yeah man i think i've i've been accused of that a couple of times in my life because you know me really? I'm, I'm a pretty positive person uh <laughs> yeah man and i was like oh I wait like people just like being negative i th- it i think it comes back to just having a balance you know uh you can't yeah. be happy all the time and i feel like it's honestly impossible to be happy all the time like realistically who's happy all the time like i wish i was happy all the time like i'm stressing over school i'm stressing over you know so much so much stuff but um i feel like i don't have to stress as much as other people though so mm. but i know i still do stress yeah, but, yeah. Uh, i'm not happy all the time like when i'm doing homework i'm not uh, <laughs> <laughs> With you a know. smile on your face, just exactly. like, <laughs> like ah, essay, like, you know, yeah, like, like nah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I feel, I, I feel like it's definitely. I feel like it's 
everyone's not happy all the time, but I feel like staying positive or having a positive mentality can get you through those hard times. You know, even when you do have them, like even when like you're thinking positive, you may be angry. Because even when I'm angry, you know, I try to think positive, so I can't be angry no more. Feel it, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. When when people had brought it up to me, and it made me kind of step back and kind of look at myself. And I was like, maybe I am being like toxic with my positivity. But then I'm like, <laughs> but, but then I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't mind. Right. It doesn't sound right. Like, it, 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 uh, for me, I was like, if I'm like that, I'm gonna embrace it. Like, I'd rather be, you know, toxic positivity than I, than you know, I'm being there. <laughs> They're just toxic. I'm just toxic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, don't don't be around me. You're gonna be feeling happier, you know. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael says that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it could be a thing, and it's just, I, it's a, it goes with knowing yourself and knowing like, you know, who you are. And if that's who I am, I'm not perfect, and I'd rather be that than something else. You feel me? So. Exactly. Yeah, as long yeah. as you're happy with who you are and the decisions you're making, then by all means. Yeah, man. Um, so we've reached the concluding portion of the interview. Uh, before we get to those final questions, man, I just want to thank you again for uh, for coming on. Um, it's been course, a joy. Man. Yeah. Talking to you. It was nice catching up. It's good seeing you, man. No, no, for sure. And uh, I'm glad we got to reconnect. And, you know, I'll always reach out to you uh, just to see how you're doing and everything, man. So much love appreciate it yeah will do and actually so um i know that um so my my uh my school we're actually not allowed to have people come out this season to watch our games but um i know in summertime it may be a possibility so i'll for sure you send you a schedule if you ever want to come out um you don't have to come but just in case i'll just send you one right on man yeah no definitely let me know definitely let me know i I got you appreciate it um all right man so this question, I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests that come on. Uh, so this question is probably is from the previous guest, and because I, yeah, you'll you'll see what I mean. But um, this one is, what keeps you going? Oh, so what keeps me going is kids from my situation. So kids in inner city Black America who have um, negative role models who are um, pushed to the streets because they don't have influences outside of sports and um, music. I'm not saying those um, avenues um, are bad, but um, excessively when that feels like that's when you like as an individual, when you feel like that's the only thing that you can do to make it in this world, I feel like that's a problem. Um, I feel like, you know, um, Black America can be used for more than, you know, um, entertainment. Um, Yeah, just more as an entertainment aspect um, rather than, you know, doctors, teachers, um, nutritionists, you know, scientists, you know, all these different aspects, all these different fields that you can go into rather than, you know, just striving to be these two. It's either I'm this or this or, you know, I'm going to go to, you know, illegal activities. And I feel like that shouldn't be the case. So um, I feel like it's my mission in life to give back to uh, to give back to kids from my situation just so um, I can bring out um, the grade in them um, so they can give back to their families so they can get out of those situations and out of those environments. So um, they keep me going. Um, my love of the game for baseball keeps me going. Um, God keeps me going and my family. So 
those four factors are the reasons why um, I do what I do and what I, um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned your mission. Uh, and I think you're on your way, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man. You, you're doing what you got to do to accomplish that. Um, my uh, next question is what would you like to ask the next guest that's coming on so give me a question that I'm, I'm gonna ask them when they okay come on. um I want it to be a good one yeah 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 <laughs> Um, do you feel like you're taking the necessary steps to become the best part or the best person? Um, hmm, how can I phrase that? Are you taking the necessary steps to become the best individual that you can be? I got you, man. I'm, yeah. just t- I'm typing it out right now. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the question I want to go with. Cool. Cool, man. Uh <laughs> And then my last question for you is, what is the greatest lesson you've learned thus far? Oh, the greatest lesson I've learned this far is don't take anything for granted because I know things can be taken in an instant. Um, um, One of my boys told me growing up, um, he says, as once you know, nothing lasts forever, you know everything. So, uh, I mean, I just try to you know, stay, you know, appreciative for each and every moment for the things that I do have. Cause I know like in an instant they can be taken away from me. It could be my family, it could be my home, it could be my career, it could be anything. So I just try to stay positive and, you know, just try to stay thankful and praised for, you know, the position that I am in, you know, it may not be um, a glitz and glamorous position, but you know, I'm still thankful for the position I'm in. So, um, you know, I just try to stay positive and just try to, you know, just be thankful. Right on, man. Uh, always be thankful. There was a person that came on who told me about a part of manifest manifestation. I don't know if I'm saying it right. You're saying it right, manifestation. A part of it, there's like four steps. Uh, I keep forgetting all four, but one of them is being thankful and saying you're thankful instead of you. You say what you want, but you also afterwards say thank you, like you've already got it. And, right. Uh, so, yeah. That's okay. actually powerful. It's yeah. Really powerful. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a trip. I, I've learned a lot from my guests. I've learned a lot from you, man. Um, so thank you again. Uh, of course, man. It was a pleasure being here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do me. Can you do me a favor? This, you're the first person I'm asking, and I, it's because I feel like I can ask you to do this. But uh, you know how YouTubers they be like, "Oh, subscribe and do this and uh, do that." Yeah, uh, I got you. Can you do that for me right now? Just, just throw it out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Uh, wait. So you doing it on Instagram, uh, YouTube? What are you doing it on? It's it's gonna be on uh, the IG and, and in YouTube. I mean, you could just okay, sure. you could just tell them to you know, you know, go ahead, follow, go ahead, check out the episodes or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to self promote, man. Like that's something okay. I, I gotta work on. But I think I'm opening up to at least asking my guests to be like, you know what, if if you if you guys enjoyed it and you know would like to see more people on there, I, I think it'd be great if. Uh, I got you. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. you. <laughs>
All right, I want you to go ahead and follow 34 Questions. Um, follow 34 Questions on Instagram. Also subscribe, also subscribe to 34 Questions on YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. And stay connected with my boy Jen Ramirez on 34 Questions. And see you soon. Right, right on, man. That, that was perfect. That was perfect. Uh, much love, man. Um, still trying to figure out a good way to close out these interviews. I don't have a signature yet, so it's all good. That's gonna come with time. It's gonna click. It's gonna click. It's, I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, it's gonna be one dream. It's gonna be like, bam, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's getting there. It's it's my growth process. You feel me? All right.